previously on Adventure They Wrote. Max is going to look at the bartender and then ask, if we were looking to find some drow friends of ours, any idea of uh, where we might look? The bartender kind of arches his eye at you. What sort of business would you have with the drow now? I'll put my hand with the uh, with the signet ring up on it, and I'll say, unfinished business. Also, um, you know anything about uh, Kalshite and uh, Chulton artifacts? Uh, we're, we're in the market. Bunch of them uh, Kalashite boys. Uh, seen them down at the scupper den. Last door on the right. Let's head out. All right, let's do it. The Countess is just going to... Um open it up as though she's welcome there. And Celine will be just right behind her. And Doran right behind her. As you enter, all of their eyes widen as they see you, and the drow at the desk stands up enraged, and he says, you have a lot of nerve showing up here. Hey, 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 fellas. This is no need for these charades here. We're, we're coming back to help out. We we want to make sure we fix the problem. He says, what are you talking about? He is the problem. If the Luskins find out that the rats were responsible for Gruckin's death, it will be an all-out war. We will give you 48 hours. And in that time, if you have not accomplished what you set out to accomplish, then the full force of the plague rats will be out for you. Understood. We'll get it done. The Countess nods as well. Yeah, this this is not good. Even dark creepers don't like this. This tastes like fungal runoff. How how do you know what that tastes like? I, I've been spending too much time with Doran. Do we want to make a scene or do we want to investigate? I think we should leverage the fact that Shifty's here and he knows the proprietor. Hey, everybody. Shifty's here. They call it the Port of Shadows. The bridge between the dungeon below and the city above. Home of new employee Shifty Algram and base of operations of the Plague Rats. One more red thread on the investigation mural, ready to be tied off. From the pick and lantern all the way down to the scupper den. Yeah, city folk call it the Port of Shadows. To everyone down here, it's still just Skullport. All right, when last we met, Celine, Doran, and the Countess uh, narrowly escaped dire circumstances with the Plague Rats, a group of elite assassins in Waterdeep, or Undermountain, as it were. So, uh, Countess and Celine. Um, you are leaving the 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 room with the um, the upper echelon of this assassin group, uh, Doran the Spider in tow, uh, and you enter back into the the great room of this inn that you were in, and uh, the bartender almost seems surprised to have seen you come out again, uh, but he goes back to rubbing his spit into various glasses and mugs behind the bar. Uh, so how, how do you proceed now that you've escaped the assassins and have once again entered the bar area? Well, I think the Countess, um, having had this brush with death, uh, is very much interested in getting out of this disguise as quickly as possible. Um, so I think she would want to head back to behind the portal 
uh, behind the tavern where the portal is um, and sort of reconvene there with uh, Celine and Doran. So you're going to exit uh, through the front of the bar and then head back around uh, to try to get out into the, the back area again? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe we'll want to duck into a corner to uh, drop the disguises before we actually go to our final destination just to make sure they don't follow. Yes, I don't assume we're going to be able to do that at the table again. <laughs> so if we could sort of weave our way around maybe the building or, or the, the streets and find a dark alley and then drop our drop our disguises. And maybe Doran can can turn into something even smaller, like a, a mouse or rat or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so you get outside of the bar. Um, you're out onto the, the streets in front of the bar uh, in Undermountain, in Skullport. And there's a small group of not very savory-looking people, um, a couple of humans and a half-orc. And they see you emerge from the bar, and the one in the lead, uh, the uh, human wearing sort of mismatched leather armor uh, with, you know, kind of scars all over his exposed uh, skin, his forearms and his face. He says, uh, "You have you seen a, a dwarf out here? Any chance? Uh, uh, goes by Shifty Algram. Celine <laughs> uh, will look at them and go, no, haven't seen a dwarf anywhere. Just got out from drinks. Yeah, the Countess is uh, is going to look like um, Nock is uh, staggering slightly. Oh, pretending to be uh, drunk. Inebriated, yes. Mm-hmm. Inebriated, yeah. As the Countess would say, it's inebriated, not drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Countess, the Countess would never pretend to be drunk. Just inebriated. Yes. <laughs> yes. Classy, hammered as always. <laughs> um, they they look at you sort of uh, uh, squinty eyed, like they suspect something, but they move on. Down the down the street, uh, you know, kind of peeking into various alleyways and and that sort of thing, giving you a chance to get into the uh, the alley next to the bar. All right, uh, Countess is going to drop her disguise and um, sort of suggest to to Dora to change into a smaller creature. Yeah, Celine will do the same. She's going to put the cloak that she was wearing away and get back into her regular clothes so that it there's nothing remaining from what she was wearing previously as the human. Okay, uh, so Doran changes into sort of like a mangy dog uh, that would that would be pretty at home um, in the Undermountain, like patches of fur kind of missing off of him and looking <laughs> pretty flea-bitten. I'm going to pat him on the head. Uh, there, there, Doran. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, uh, so you guys, uh, change back into your quote unquote disguises, your, um, pirate of Pirates of Penzance disguise, <laughs> Countess. Yes. yes. Uh, and, um, no one notices the, the change or anything like that. So you're, you're back behind the bar now, um, having successfully, uh, removed your drow. And I had forgotten entirely that Talia was. Some random human dude. <laughs> Discount scallywag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think the Countess uh, w- at this point would want to talk to Celine and just uh, just say, well, that was rather a close, close encounter, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. Yes, it was. I was very unsure for a moment there. <laughs> well, it was 
brilliant last minute thinking there. Um, yeah, I surprised myself, Countess. <laughs> <laughs> but we shan't be doing that business of, um, of actually framing those, those lads, whoever they are. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. I think we should get back to our meeting point and avoid any additional contact. The plague rats are terrible, terrible people. Well, with, given their name, I rather assumed so. Yes. <laughs> Not sure why you would name yourself after such a terrible, mangy thing, and her she sort of eyes Doran at the same time when she's saying those words. <laughs> 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 now, do you suppose those fellows were looking for the dwarf that was out here? Yeah, I wonder where he went. He uh, didn't look very good when we came in. He was kind of wobbling back and forth. I wonder if we should check in with Max and Gilly if they saw him on the way out. Oh, where was it that they'd gone now? The skipper something. The den, uh, scupperden? I think scupperden. Oh, that still sounds like gibberish. Yes. Are you, sh- <laughs> are you sure? Fairly sure. I, I, I would honestly have expected it to be like a scrapper den, but you know, maybe it's some kind of fish? Well, honestly, I thought Skipper because of all the, you know, the skull port and pirates and such. Oh, right, right. That, yes, that makes sense. I suppose we had decided to split up, but if we snuck in there... Ah, I like where your head is at, Countess. (laughs) I think I could be up for another little adventure. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. What would you like to disguise yourself as this time? Hmm... I shall take your lead this time. So Celine's going to take out her disguise kit and start digging around a little bit. And um, she's going to pull out a few other little, like, scarfs. And she actually did find a hat in there. So she's she's going to pull out the hat and put it on. And she's like, I'm thinking perhaps... How does a half-orc sound? Oh, you are thinking exactly along the same lines. That's wonderful. Fletch, what was the other two characters that uh, was with the half-orc? Two human dudes. Countess, do you think you would want to be a human? <laughs> You're a little tall, but we can make it work. Oh, I suppose so. Seems rather boring compared to a half-orc, but it will do. I did have more of the fun in this last one, so... Fair is fair. So, Fletch, I think if I'm on the same path as Cat, we are headed to the Scupper Den as the two folks that were looking for Shifty. With a pet dog. <laughs> With a pet dog, yeah. We lost the other human, didn't need him. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys uh, make your way to the Scupper Den, um, down into this really terrible neighborhood of Skullport. Uh, Kat, you are 100% not comfortable with where you are right now. The The game has become a reality to the Countess. And you get, you get there, you get to the tavern, and there's a bartender outside sort of nailing a board up over uh, this, what used to be a window, um, but they've long since given up on it being a window. Uh, and outside of the window, a half-orc is on the ground, sort of a unique combination of asleep and passed out. And as you're sort of taking all of this in, uh, a dwarf gets thrown through the board that the bartender or the, the you know, groundskeeper is nailing up over the window. 
And he lands next to the half-orc and goes to sleep next to him, sort of curled up. Is this... Like a dog. Is this the dwarf we were looking for? (laughs) No, this is not Shifty Algrim. This is a different different dwarf. Okay. I feel like Selene is just going to, like, pause for a moment and pull out a sketchbook and just sketch the orc and the dwarf sleeping together just because it's too good to miss that moment (laughs) before they go inside. (laughs) Yes. She doesn't use it for investigations. (laughs) Go ahead and add to your inventory charcoal sketch of passed out slash sleeping half orc and dwarf. (laughs) And then in parentheses next to it, so cute. (laughs) Uh, Once she's done doing her little drawing... She'll, she'll show it to the countess and be like, this could come in handy later. Maybe somebody will recognize them. Uh, the countess is um, a little bit flustered and sort of looks down at the sketch and then over at, at the two figures lying down and then over at the uh, the person who is uh, trying to board up the, the window and, and just sort of smiled nervously. He sighs and grabs another board next to him and puts it up where the the broken board was and starts nailing it into place again. And the Countess is just going to sort of nudge, like a sort of elbow uh, Celine and nod her head towards the door. Celine will acknowledge it and then start heading towards the entrance. Now, the, the Countess, the first thing she wants to do is try to look, find Max or Gilly so that she can message one of them. So Max is really easy to find because he's up on a table dancing. So there I was! Uh, with a tankard... <laughs> <laughs> with a tankard of, of uh, uh, what, you know, some might call ale in his hands. <laughs> All right. So the Countess will message uh, Max um, and say... Oh, it looks like you're having rather a good time. Um, if you look towards the the entrance of this establishment, if you could call it such a thing, um, you shall find a half-orc and a human. Um, that would be myself and Celine. We are here in disguise looking for a dwarf named Shifty Aldrin. Max is not going to reply through message. Max is going to turn around... <laughs> And just yell, hey, yes, you guys, what's going on? Selena's so just going to fold her arms and look really angry, but she's an orc, so she's just going to look super angry <laughs> and, like, thump her foot. And yeah, Max is just going to, like, lift a tankard and just be like, yeah, hey, Shifty, I think it's some friends of yours. <laughs> Oh, you guys. <laughs> okay, so Shifty uh, has been kind of leaning up against the wall next to the bar. Uh, his kind of characteristic arms folded, uh, holding up the wall uh, position of stoic observation. Uh, Max, when he when you call his attention to the half-orc and disguised human, um, he sort of, he, he looks as animated as you have ever seen him look, and his eyes widen just a little bit, and he takes a running leap through what used to be a window, through the board. Oh no! That was being nailed up, and you hear from outside the, the guy nailing it up go, Oh, damn it! Oh no! 
and Shifty Algram kind of disappears <laughs> into the Skullport streets. But there was so much rich backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the countess <laughs> the countess is actually going to take the opportunity to to go through the same window and chase after him. Oh my god, I love it. Okay. Gilly just turns seeing the scene and just kind of says, "You know, you forfeit all you take." <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch up with you later. Shifty shrugs as he is running away through the streets. <laughs> countess in tow. Uh, the Countess, when she's outside, she wants to cast a command, and she'll say the word halt. Ooh, okay, really trying to put a stop to him. Uh, does he get a save against that? Oh, he's not going anywhere in this story. <laughs> <laughs> he signed a contract, damn it. <laughs> in spit and weird ale. He shrugged a contract. Yeah, we all know that, uh, you know, the Countess doesn't like it when people get away, so. It's true. <laughs> Things do not get away from her, literally. That's true. That's true. He's lucky it's just yeah. command. <laughs> yeah. He's lucky it's just command and not the Countess ripping his spine out through his back. So he needs to make a, a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Okay. <laughs> he does not. And he halts. All right. So the Countess is going to approach him and have a conversation just to see what uh, what the deal is with this shifty Aldrin character and why he's running from from these uh, ruffians. OK, we will we will get to that in just a second. For now, we're going to jump back inside the bar. Uh, you guys just saw all of that happen. You can kind of see in the distance the Countess talking to him down the street. Uh, so how are you going to react to what has gone on? Well, if the Countess has got it, then Gilly's just going to kind of shrug his shoulders and turn back to Max and say, I think we have other, other business to attend to anyway, right? Yeah, we got to find these Kalashite boys. I'm sure Shifty will be along soon enough. Our new employee? Yeah. I was working on his benefits package. <laughs> <laughs> like a good boss. Selena's going to walk over to Max while he's on the table and just reach over and pick him up by the shirt and put him on the ground and just stare at him again with her angry orc face. As Celine in orc disguise is putting Max down onto the ground, he's going to turn around and he's going to say, man, wouldn't it be nice if we had a tiefling buddy? around and kind of wink at Gilly. <laughs> Does Gilly need to roll an insight check to really pick that up or I don't think so. I think you guys have you're you're close enough that you pick up on it. You you pick up what he's putting down. Celine is going to look at both of them still with her very disappointed face and go, "You knuckleheads, we got to get out of here." Um why was there a development at the Pick and Lantern? <laughs> Is there something we should know? <laughs> yeah, you're having all the fun over here. We're dealing with these ruffians over there. That's a really fun voice. Can you uh, tell us more about what happened to you guys at the Pick and Lantern? <laughs> <laughs> I will as soon as we get out of here. Um, cool. Uh... <laughs> How about this? Why don't you uh, go find our 
friend, and I'll make the biggest, biggest air quotes I can, our friend outside and take our new employee, Shifty, back to the office, and we'll meet you there because, uh, and Max will turn and look at Gilly, we've got a bar bro this time. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, lots of, lots of scuppers. Scuppered Yeah, in. lots of scuppers need to get their heads knocked. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna den some scuppers. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Max is saying this at full volume. Yes, of course. <laughs> Well, um, if you want, the Countess could uh, could escort Shifty back to the office as and the rest. I'm sure Celine doesn't want to miss yeah. out on a bar fight. <laughs> Definitely not. But the Countess is uh, is probably okay with missing a bar brawl, especially at the Scupper Den. I think she's probably ready to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, our fr- uh, oh man, what should we call you? You're not Celine. Um, what's your name, orc friend? Yeah, what's your rich backstory? My name's Jerry. Jerry the half orc. <laughs> Jerry! I have never met a half orc named Jerry. This is amazing. Hey everybody, <laughs> meet Jerry! Jerry's here! <laughs> Jerry's here! <laughs> Everyone goes, Jerry! <laughs> but then afterwards, they all go, wait, Jerry? What, what kind of name is Jerry? 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 <laughs> Just everyone in the room. Well, he is half orc, right? Human half. Human half. <laughs> Named after my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, Jerry Junior. I'm just gonna call you JJ from now on. <laughs> JJ the half orc. I, I'm gonna call you Jer if that's okay. Oh man, I can't wait to talk more to you. That's your nickname for me. <laughs> Seems fine. Yeah. So Celine runs out and tells the Countess uh, that that Shifty Elgrim is the latest employee of the Waterdeep Detective Agency for whatever reason. Um. And she's, but she's almost like dancing back and forth on her feet, like a little kid that has to go to the bathroom because she just wants to get back into the bar <laughs> for the scrap. So, uh, what the countess will like would like to do then is uh, she'll nod, uh, drop her disguise, and then um, cast uh, pass without trace. Ooh! And just look over at Shifty and say, "Well, you're. It, this is rather your lucky day, isn't it?" You shall have to tell me about why these um, these ruffians are looking for you on our way to the office. Consider this your background check. He seems okay with that. <laughs> and they'll just uh, she'll just escort him back to the office. <laughs> background check benefits, man. <laughs> Legit establishment. <laughs> yeah, actually, Celine and, and Gilly, go ahead and roll uh, perception checks real quick. Celine got a nine. Okay. Gilly got a uh, 13. Okay. Neither of you make the realization that neither of you have benefits packages. <laughs> All right. So, Celine, you get back into the bar uh, from letting the Countess know. The Countess takes Doran and Shifty back to headquarters um, to, to debrief Shifty Algram um, and get his rich backstory. 
They're running a rich background check. Excellent. You get back into the scupper den, um, and the air is tense. Like, people know that there's a scrap coming. Uh, as you pass the the guy outside nailing the board up to the, the window again, um, he's almost shaking. Uh, Max is going to look at him and say, don't even bother. <laughs> and points to the board that he's about to nail. <laughs> he sighs. Just just leave it. Yeah, he sighs and, and, and takes the board down and sort of just, he gets over off to the side and lights a cigarette. Just waits for it to wind down. You might want, yeah, you might want to wait and wait, you know, wait like 20 minutes. Max will flip him an actual gold. Oh my God. He just runs. He leaves. <laughs> he takes it and he, he, he peels out and you can hear him like, I'm going to start my own bar. <laughs> Max is going to push the double doors. Like he's walking into the OK Corral. <laughs> I, that's, I know that that's not a bar, but he's going to look at Gilly and say, all right, you take one side, I'll take the other. Celine, you want to, I mean, Jerry, you want to take the middle? Yeah, Jer, Jer is fine. Or, or Jer, JJ. JJ, yeah, either one. Not 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 Jerry, that's, <laughs> that's stupid. That's too pedestrian. All right, Jer. Jer's going to respond. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's get it done. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> hey, uh, I, 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 I like run into like one of the guys and you know in the bar as I'm moving moving over to my corner, and and I look at him and I say, Hey, watch where you're going. So everything is is like silent in the bar. Like conversation has has quieted down to this low murmur that sort of you know is just under. You're hearing. You, you hear that people are talking, but you can't make out what is what anyone is saying. And as you say that, Gilly, as you sort of tell him to watch where he's going, violence erupts everywhere. People are throwing chairs. But I had like a good. I had like a good like insult and stuff. <laughs> you didn't need it. Oh. The it was it was the the ember the the spark that ignited the wildfire. Oh. Should have thrown the insult first. <laughs> the guy, the guy that you you pushed, he turns around at you and he raises his fists and he says, "Listen, halfling, you better not have a great insult ready to go for me." And he, he <laughs> Gilly just kind of smiles wide at him and says, "Hey, Pally, I do actually, you know." <laughs> He says, he says, you know, <laughs> I was going to say to you, you know, you're so stupid that that when the mind flayers came to take people's brains, they looked at you and said, nah, skip it. <laughs> Max laughs. The guy he lowers his fist and he goes, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> it appears that it appears that I'm even too highbrow for this place. <laughs> I just smack. I just smack him in the face. Then, um, okay. So go ahead and and shrug and smack him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, go ahead and roll roll your attack, and then um, while you're doing that, Jason and Talia, could you guys roll um, initiative for me? 
Uh, do I get advantage on him? Um, is he surprised or not? Oh yeah, you're. Yeah, he's he's surprised. You okay. you vexed him with your insult first. Well, I, uh, on the on the second roll, I get a natural twenty. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so. So uh, I hit him with an unarmed strike. So all my attacks, of course, are going to be if I if I do reduce them to zero hit points, I'll, I'll knock him out. I'm not I'm not here to kill okay. anyone. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Absolutely. So uh, this first strike, this like slap across the face. Of course, I have to jump up to hit him, but uh, the slap across the face uh, would uh, that will do. Um, that's going to do eight points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Okay. Then I'll roll initiative like normal. Yes, please. Jason, what did you get for initiative? 17. Talia? 12. And Chris? Gilly got uh, 21. Wow. Okay, go again, Gilly. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, is he still up? Yes. This guy? All right. He is still up. All right. Well. Wait, was eight your was eight your critical hit damage? Eight was my critical. Yeah, eight bludgeoning. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to go ahead and hit him again. Is he pretty beat up, or is he... He, he does look pretty beat okay. up. He is not... Uh, he's, you know, even waving back and forth more than okay. he was before. All right, well, so I'm going to go ahead and take an attack action on him. Uh, I'm going to crit again. Oh, <laughs> yes. This one's just a straight-up crit. No, no need for advantage here. Yeah. Uh, and... He's going to take nine points of bludgeoning damage. Yeah, he goes as unconscious as anyone has ever gone unconscious. So Gilly, Gilly knees him in the back of his, basically knees him in the back of his knee. And then when he kind of collapses to the ground, he like brings the Kirk hammer down on his head. Yes, the Kirk hammer. I love it. You switch, you switch the lights out hard. All right, sweet. So Gilly just looks around and says, all right, who else wants some of this? Uh, so, Who's next? So uh, if there's another person that's ready to brawl uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, move uh, spend a key point to uh, to use flurry of blows so that way I can and with my drunken master drunken technique uh, I can disengage it doesn't really matter I mean here but I can move to another target and then and then uh, take a couple more swings uh, yeah there's there is one uh, bar patron who is nearby and and looks like he's looking for a dance partner sweet all right well uh, I'll I'll tangle with him all right, uh, so uh, Gilly will move up to him and say, "It's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm about to introduce you to the ground." And um, he'll go ahead and swing at him. He's gonna go ahead and uh, sort of roundhouse kick him in the knee, and he's gonna hit AC twenty-three. Yeah, that'll work on a drunk Scupperdenian. Scupperdenian. Uh, he's gonna take six points of bludgeoning damage there, and then if he's still up. I'll go ahead and hit him again. Yeah, he is still up, but you rocked him pretty good. Great. All right, I bring my uh, elbow into his gut. Another natural 20. <laughs> my uh, no. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep, I'm rolling. All right. I'm All rolling, right. I'm rolling uh, ampersands on this dice are, are, are 20s, not 1s. So. Gilly's hot tonight. Oh, Gilly's awesome. hot tonight. All right, so we got... Uh, a total of ten points of bludgeoning damage as I as I bring my elbow straight into his gut. Also, lights go out. All right, he falls to the ground. I kind of just you know kick him aside and look around and and uh, I'll move to whomever the next target is because you know I have a lot of movement. So yeah, yeah. I won't be able to make any more attacks now, but I'll engage another target. Okay. Yeah. You 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 engage another scupper. Sort of the third 
guy in line. Great. All right, and that is my turn. Uh, Jason. All right, Max is going to uh, uh, try to do the the patented run and jump off of the table sort of thing at uh, whoever is nearby. Okay. <laughs> so I'll roll. I'll roll acrobatics first. Yep. It's a fourteen total for acrobatics. Nine on the dice. Okay. And then uh, I'm gonna try. I'm just gonna like kick. I know it's unarmed and it's only one hit point, but. A 10 to hit. It hits. That hits. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, you, you hit him for one and then fall to the ground. <laughs> and he turns around from the guy that he's fighting and with like, what the hell was that? Pow! Yeah! Let's do this! Uh, Talia, it is Celine's turn. All right. What? Who is closest to me just like right behind me? Everyone is sort of generic drunk bar patrons. There are... Everywhere. You don't recognize any of these people. Celine is just going to reach out with her tail to tail whip the closest patron she can hit. Okay. It's going to be a big surprise because remember, she's a half-orc. <laughs> That's a 17. Hey, half-orcs don't have tails. <laughs> Especially really long ones. <laughs> What's going on, Jer? <laughs> now, I didn't sign up for no freak. Half work is one thing. Half work with a tail? What's going on? <laughs> All right. Uh, that Yeah, that hits. So then she hits him for two. Okay. Bludgeoning damage. And she's going to turn around and yell at both Gilly and Max and say, Mind your own business. <laughs> All right, so now it is it's drunk bar patrons time. Uh, so Gilly, first and foremost, the the one that you have engaged uh, just watched you fully unconscify two of his buddies. Um, he turns and tries to jump out the window. So you have an attack of opportunity that you can make against him, um, but he wants he wants nothing to do with you. I'm going to go ahead and, and instead of uh, actually like, you know, trying to, you know, like knock him out or anything like that, I'm going to go ahead and try to trip him. Okay. <laughs> like kick his... As he, as he kind of like runs away, like I'll just kind of Kick his him. foot as he, as he makes his jump. Yeah. Yeah. Just basically or step on his toe or something like that. Um, here we go. I got a 22 um, and that's... Um, I guess that's a con- that's technically like a contested roll. Yeah, he would maybe make a dexterity save against it. Uh, yeah, I mean, or he could just make a, a strength check or whatever. He does not. So he, instead of making it through the window, he slams into the wall on the side of the window. Hey, hey, where you going, buddy? We got we got we got more business to attend to here. Yeah, and it's uh, all his bones just leave his body. He like clumps into a C three PO backpack on the floor. Oh, he's a candidate for interrogation, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Jason, the one that you jump kicked, uh, turns around and he he takes a wild, drunken swing at you, <laughs> and he hits you. Yeah, he does. Two damage. What did, what did he hit me with? Like a chair leg. Okay. <laughs> God, ow. Um, Talia, the one that you tail whipped. Uh, takes a drunken swing at you. Goes wide. He misses by a lot because he's. It was a drunken swing. It was bad. She looks down at him, disappointed and not amused. Yeah, uh, Gilly. One another another bar patron 
um, hurls a mug of disgusting frothy ale at you from across the room. And it hits. Yep, so I'm going to go ahead and deflect miss- missiles here. And use my reaction here. Oh, that's true, because you have the... the you can, like, catch it out of the air and throw it back. Uh, oh, wait, uh, wait, I got to... How much damage was it, actually? Two, two damage. Two. Okay, so roll okay so i i managed to bring the damage to below zero to, to reduce them to zero so i spend yes. a key point okay i and i snatch the mug in the air and then i flip it and i flip it back at him yeah <laughs> i think you're missing something here have a drink on me <laughs> and i throw it back at him hitting ac24 yeah absolutely and when it hits him it does it does uh uh my unarmed damage so it hits him for seven bludgeoning <laughs> Oh my god, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it busts him right in the mouth. Like pieces pieces of the mug and teeth go scattering across the the air of the scupper den. Oh, that is the best. Gilly makes a uh, face goes, "Ooh. Ah, that's, that's, yeah. that that hurt a little more than I thought it would." <laughs> I don't know my own strength. Another patron uh, swings a chair at at uh, the the guy that was attacking you. Max. Awesome. And misses. Oh, do better. <laughs> okay, and we're back up to the top with, with Gilly. Do I still have, I still have a patron. Wait, I had the one patron that tried to get away and I tripped him. Um, is there anybody else that I'm engaged with right now? Uh, no, you're not engaged with anyone, so you can sort of decide whatever you want to do. Okay. Uh, are there any other bra- brawlers near me? Um, there's the one uh, kind of across the room who threw the mug at you. Uh, and then there's there's two guys that are engaged with Max right now. Um, one of them is actually fighting the one that is engaged with Max. And then there's another one that's engaged with Celine. Okay, I'll... I'm gonna I'm gonna come up behind the uh, two that are fighting Max. Okay. And lay and lay into them. Uh, are they both Are they both hurt or? Uh, one of them has been hurt for one. One oh, okay. hit point. Well, I'm gonna go ahead. Here's what I'm gonna do. Gilly's gonna come up behind them. He's gonna kind of launch himself off of a chair, and then uh, he's gonna grab uh, both their heads and try to knock them together. So I'll make the two attack rolls to see if I can hit both of them. Basically. Oh, that's rad. All right, so uh, AC 18 and AC 23. So it looks like hit both times, probably. Sweet. So Gilly, yeah, Gilly grabs, basically jumps off the top of the table or or off the top of the chair or the chair and uh, jumps in and grabs their heads and just knocks them together and then just, you know, falls to the ground right next to them. To one of them, he's going to do six points of bludgeoning damage. To the other one, he's going to do seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, and they're both they're both like stunned by the this turn of events. They were not expecting a halfling to launch himself off a chair and basically do a Three Stooges move to them while flying through the air between them. <laughs> <laughs> then while they're steering, seeing stars, I, I turn uh, to the guy that I tripped on the ground and I point at him and I say, you stay right there. Don't move. Be back to talk to you in a minute. I mean, I'm, I'm not technically making an intimidation check, but I'm assuming he saw my work, so. Yeah, there's, there's subtext. There's subtext there. He can read between the lines. Uh, Jason, it is Max's turn. All right, so uh, the person who is in front of me that hit me with the chair leg, uh, what size 
person is this? This is a, a small, scrawny human. But uh, but a medium-sized human? Yes, like me- a- medium-sized. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, so, as a goblin, I can move through his space uh, as long as I don't leave and take an attack of opportunity. So, what I would like to do is I would like to do... I would like to grab his shirt with my left hand and slide through his legs and as I come up on the other side I just want to like come up with my fist right between it just right there right there in the giblets okay <laughs> so uh, you want athletics or acrobatics for the slide uh, acrobatics for the slide please okay I'm glad you said that uh, so that's uh, 18 on the dice so 23 total for acrobatics excellent and then to attack <laughs> 13 to hit yeah that hits all right, so he takes one point of giblet damage. One point of giblet damage. That is, that and now I'm behind him. After after Chris's uh, uh, concussion assault, <laughs> uh, the one point of damage is enough to put him down. So he he sort of <laughs> like very cartoonishly right grabs the giblets, falls to his knees, <laughs> nice, and then collapses over onto his side in a shivering kind of convulsing mass. Perfect. Uh, and that's it for me. Celine. All right. She is going to do a backflip and punch the first person that is in front of her when she lands. So just a standing backflip. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Roll your acrobatics first. I want all of the makeup to just like come off and she's now this tiefling, you know, is the, like right. Sailor Moon, <laughs> you know. A magical transformation mid backflip. That's a twenty-six. Great. Yeah, you do. You execute a flawless backflip in a stand-in <laughs> position. What is your acrobatics? Plus six. <laughs> Came from the circus. That's true. Mine's plus five, so I get it. And four to hit. You you were just punching him, right? Yeah. That's one damage. Oh, okay. I don't have to roll. Nope. Okay. Perfect. I mean, you can roll a one d one. No. Okay. I thought I had to roll to see if I actually hit. Oh, that's right. No, you do. You need. You do need to roll an attack. Okay. I roll thought the twenty six was to attack for a second. No, that was my acrobatics because I'm yep. flawless. Oh, that is a nat one. No, so a no. three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a so little you, dizzy after the backflip. Right. I've got a lot of makeup on. You execute a flawless backflip. Everyone is in awe of your form and performance. (laughs) And then you just kind of fist pump. (laughs) Like, yes, I did it. Breakfast club. You were, yeah. (laughs) Bar patrons turn. Jason, the one that uh, swung a chair at the guy that you were fighting. Yes. Like watched you knock him unconscious with what I will delicately call a groin assault. Yes. And he he like just kind of drops his chair and holds his hands up and backs away. Like, hey man, I didn't know it was gonna be this kind of fight. Uh, Max Max is gonna look at him and and do the the finger side to side and like uh 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 no 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 you stay you stay right there. He says, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he, he just kind of sits down on the ground next to the guy who's still sort of whimpering and holding his uh, it's fine. delicates. 
Um, Gilly, the the patron that had hurled the mug at you is sort of holding his hands up to his mouth, and he he's he just goes, "My teeth, my teeth." You mean your tooth? You mean your tooth? The one tooth you had, the good one. And he <laughs> the one. <laughs> and he he charges across the room at you, and he he uh, makes a uh, he drunkenly swings a, a fist at your halfling face. <laughs> it, it misses real bad. Yeah, I just nimbly kind of like dodge out of the way. I don't even really like, I just kind of like, you know, you know, pull my head back and his fist just goes wide. Yeah. She comes up short, rather. Um, Talia, uh, the, the one that you did the backflip in front of, he like, he nods approvingly at the backflip and then he um, picks up a chair and swings the chair at you and misses. And so we were back up at the top with Gilly once again. All right. Uh, so Gilly's uh, going to go ahead and uh, survey the scene. Fletch, what do we have left here? Who's near me? Three ruffians left. I still have the one. There's still the one that's on uh, Max and I. Uh, yes, there's one that's on Max and you. There's the one. Hey, 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 hey. Quick question. D- since Max and I are both engaging this guy, doesn't Max like get sneak attack damage on him and stuff, and and I can get and I can get uh, at, at least advantage on my attack roll? Yeah, <laughs> sweet. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna go ahead and lay into this. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna lay into this guy first. Is this the one that just sat down? So there's one sitting down. There's one standing up against you, and then there's one that's up against Celine. Oh right. So right, three right. ruffians left. Two very unconscious ruffians. Uh, one that's kind of laying in a heap uh, under the window. One that has crawled kind of under the bar uh, to nurse his his bathing suit area damage. And one that it, it just sat down and is like waiting for things to blow over. Yeah, the, the, the ones that seem suitably pacified, I'm not going to obviously bother attacking them but the guy that's standing up between gill uh between max and, and gilly that uh he's gonna go ahead and uh, get some from gilly here excellent all right i'm gonna go ahead and bring a uh, fist to his knee this is uh ac 11 does that hit him it does sweet he's gonna take five points of bludgeoning damage uh as my fist kind of like just hits the side of his knee he actually, he goes out. He buckles to the ground. Uh, Gilly uh, looks over, is the only other really live combatant, uh, the one on Celine. Yes. Okay. So I'll bound across, uh, you know, the tables and such uh, to get to where that guy is. And uh, Gilly's just going to kind of uh, leap off a table and say, look out below. And I'm just basically going to do a flying kick at him. I'm going to hit AC 15, and that's going to be seven points of bludgeoning damage. Rocks him hard. He d- he doesn't look very good. Giddy lands near Celine, or actually Jer, <laughs> and, and says, hey, uh, you fight, you got some pretty uh, snazzy moves for a half-orc, I gotta say. <laughs> and just kind of winks at her, or her, or him, or Jer. Jer looks back and winks. Uh, Max, it is your turn. So the the one that I was engaged with has sat down. Yes. Okay. Max will reach in and dig around and try to find the spare, like, copper that he has in his pouch and will uh, hold up two fingers to the bartender and motion to the guy who's sitting down and to myself and slide them across. Yeah, the bartender has been really nonchalant this entire time, just cleaning his glass. 
And so he he nods and he takes the coppers and he, he pours a couple mugs of frothy, disgusting ale. Yeah, he's real nonchalant because it's like Tuesday for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time this has happened today. Today. And so Max will sit down with the guy on the floor and be like, Hey, um, you know anything about Chilton artifacts? And we can cut, <laughs> cut, that back, cut back to that later. Uh, okay, Celine, your turn. Uh, is he still, like, conscious enough to see her? Or are his eyes, like, just puffy at this point? He So he's got his hands up, and one of his eyes has swollen shut entirely, and he's just he, like a, a boxer that has gone one too many rounds. Okay. He's just weaving back and forth. <laughs> no, Selena's going to look at him and go, Reach out and push Hey, him. you want to see a trick? And then she's going to take off her disguise and then punch him. <laughs> okay. All right. Ah, oh, she misses for five. Yeah, <laughs> misses again. She's just so excited about all of her performances, really. Uh, so it is the the last bar patron's turn, uh, and he makes a, a drunken jab at the demon face in front of him. <laughs> Goes wide. Yeah. Well wide. We're both just like slapping at each other into the air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah very ineffective fight happening. Gilly, you are not impressed. Like professionally, this uh, no, is no, no, no. This, is, this yeah. is amateur hour over here. Amateur Normally hour. Over the countess here. takes care of them. I just set it up yes. for. I, <laughs> uh, Chris, it is Gilly's turn. Normally, they're a puddle of right. goo by now. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, so it looks like there's just the one the one guy left, right? Yes. Yeah. And right, he, well, he's in a in a bad way. All right. Uh, I just kind of uh, try to hit him with an uppercut. I'm trying to connect with his chin. You know, I might hit, punch him in the throat. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I'm just going to be like nighty night and uh, AC 20. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's going to take five points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, so he had one hit point left. Yeah, and yeah, knock him unconscious too. Yeah, so his head rocks back hard enough that a little Tweety Bird manifests. I just get the bottom of his chin. Yeah. And I snap his head back a little too much, and I'm like, ooh. And I'm like, all right, I hope he's all right. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, he goes, his head comes back for a second. And his hands are still up, and then he just falls cartoon style backwards <laughs> into a poof of dust. All right, you just hear a thunk. well. That's done. Now Gilly will just kind of Gilly just kind of you know uh, brushes himself off. All right, this was nice. A good way to yes. <laughs> stretch it out a little bit and get ready for for the rest of the Felt day. Good. Uh, yeah. Hey, we, hey, we got some guys over there. We got to talk to, huh? Hey, buddy. Yeah, you didn't go anywhere. That's good. You, you, you're listening. I like it. <laughs> so we're gonna approach the the one of the pacified patrons, I guess. One of the scuppers. Yeah, I've got the one in front of the bar. If you want to take the one over by the window. Yeah, I'll take the one by the window. Cool. Okay, uh, Jason, so we'll do yours first. So. Uh, he's, he's sort of holding the mug with both hands. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take the, the scrimshaw dagger out that uh, Celine gave to us to ask around about. Like, look, I'm trying to find a good, reputable source for some artifacts like this 
Do you have any ideas of who we can talk to? I was told Kalashite boys. I hey, we were told they like to scrap. Uh, they like to scrap. So we came in and we thought, you know, whatever. He says. Uh, he goes. Yeah, they, yeah, Kalashite boys. Sure. But they're not here right now. Wait, you're, you're not a Kalashite boy? No. Oh. I'm from I'm from Baldur's Gate. Oh, holy crap! Hey, how's it go? How's how's Baldur's Gate these days? Tell me about how. Tell me about your life, Jason. You monster. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the next house. Yeah, the these next days? time you do this, I'm gonna have like. Pages and pages to go through, and I'm gonna just keep going until you make me. St- like, well, and we're never gonna ask stuff. those questions. Yeah. So the next time, <laughs> you gotta keep you on your toes, Flinch. Yeah, definitely. And you are. Uh, yeah, no. So he says, uh, "Have you met Boo?" <laughs> he says, "No, I, I'm from Baldur's Gate. I'm your visiting family." I'm like, "Ah, oh, cool, man. Well, um, hey, it was nice. It was nice fighting with you." Like, this has been a really exciting bar brawl. I love a good bar brawl. How you feel? How's your face? Everything good? He looks over under the, the bar top where the other guy is still whimpering. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm great. All right, cool. How's your grog? He he takes a big drink and he's like, hmm. Yep. Do you, need any, more? Do you need any more? No, 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 no. I'm good. All right, cool. Um... I'm going to, and Max will take a long look over at Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> Gilly's going to go talk to the uh, the guy on uh, by the door, so. Okay. First, at least. He doesn't know that, that the Kalashite boys aren't here yet. No, he doesn't. The guy under the window is like, er, under the, the wall where he impacted is looking up at the window confused as if to try to, to figure out why, why he didn't make it through. Hey there, uh, friendo. Uh, I kind of, you know, walk up to the guy that's at the door there. How you feeling? You all right? It's a pretty good nice scrap we you gotten into, right? <laughs> yeah, his his head is kind of bobbing. He goes, yeah, I'm, uh, how did I get down here? Listen, you know, you know it's, it's all in good fun, man. It's all in good fun. You know, uh, I, I don't know how you got down there. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? You, you mean that like you were at one point like on the surface world and then all of a sudden you were here? No, I'm, I mean on or the floor. That, like how did I get down on this part of the floor? I, yeah, the floor, the second one. That's easier to explain. I, you know, you just got knocked up a little bit. It's all right. Oh, who are you? Ah, oh, my name's Gilly. Gilly Goodnight. Um, hey, so I just got some questions for you while you're, you know, very pliable and in this kind of like half stupor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you? What can I do? What? What do you need? You know. You know them Kalashite boys. They come around here. Yeah. Yeah. They, are, yeah. They you're do. not one of them, are you? You're not from Kalamshan. No, I'm from. Uh, I'm from Tribor. Oh, really? Yeah. What you? What, yeah, what, what do you do over? I'm here in, visiting family. Oh, what do you? What do you do in Tribor? What's your? What's your occupation? I'm a cobbler. Oh, okay. You make shoes, huh? Yeah, I've been a cobbler for 13 years. <laughs> feel free to what's, feel free uh, to ask me more about my history as a cobbler. <laughs> yeah, did you, is it cobbling running your family? Or Long something? line of cobblers in the the Tribor. <laughs> Elgin's. That's my last name is Elgin. 
and my father and grandfather before him were tri were all cobblers in Tribor. There, oh, that's that's real nice. That's real nice. That sounds great. So, uh, so you, 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 what do you know about? It is great. What do you know about them Kalashite boys? Oh, they come in here and and they drink all the time. Yeah, usually when do they show up? Uh, like in five minutes usually. Oh, okay. So maybe another fight in five minutes. Maybe you want to get going then. Yeah, I'm gonna go. All right. Uh, that sounds like a sounds like a real you know like you're real got a real good head on your shoulders. I, I wouldn't want you to get any more trouble down here in Skullport. You may, you may want to head back to Tribor and keep up with that cobbling. That sounds like it's a much more lucrative way of life. Probably, yeah, probably a good idea. I'm going to get out of Skullport and go back to Tribor, where I come from a long line of cobblers. <laughs> While Gilly leaves, as soon as Celine sees Max pull that dagger out, she's going to go over and be like, you should put that away. I'll explain later. Max is going to uh, take another long pull on his mug of grog. Uh, so... Um, what did I say that guy's name was? Elgin? Elgin. Elgin is his last Elgin. name. Elgin is Mr. his last Elgin. name. Yeah. Or Mr. Elgin. Or Cobbler uh, Elgin. Up, yeah, weavy on his feet a little bit, and he leaves. And as he leaves, um, three humans from, uh, obviously, they, they look like they're from Kalimshan, come in and kind of survey the damage in the room. And they go, ah, oh, we missed it. Oh, you're a little, you're a little late. I say to them, ah, oh. you just missed it. I mean, we could start again if you want. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're interested, you know, we're we're happy to go ahead and uh, repeat the performance we just had. They they look back and forth at each other and they're like, I, I, I don't. Know. And then the one of them, a guy in the back, goes, uh, maybe drinks first. Should we get some drinks first? And then they all nod, and the guy in front goes, can we get some drinks first? Would that be it? Max will uh, uh, pick himself up off from where he is sitting on the floor, turn around to the bartender, and say, around for everyone that's conscious on me. Uh, The bartender nods and and starts pouring out mugs of uh, frothy, disgusting ale. Mmm. So good. One of the one of the Kalashite boys kind of picks up a table and starts getting chairs around it. Is disgusting ale like a brand name? It is now. Ooh, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like a. I'd like one of those disgusting ales. It's like stinky cheese. Oh, disgusting ale. That's, you have taste. <laughs> that is a hipster brand of ale. Yeah. So okay, there are they all just kind of sitting together at the table. Yeah. The and the one in charge kind of motions you over, like Joanna, you want some drinks? You want to join us for some drinks? Yeah. Great. Sure. Why not? I can knock back a couple. Max will come over with the mugs that, you know, as many as he can carry on his small goblin frame. Selene is going to lean over Max's head, follow him behind and say, don't take the dagger out. I I heard you the first time. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's everybody whispering about? He's drunk. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, you never know with Max. Gilly Gilly leans into the two of them and is like, what's everybody whispering about? We'll explain later. I like whispering too. <laughs> One of the Kalashite boys kind of toes the the disguise that Talia left on the ground. He's like, looks like a half work melted over here. Oh <laughs> yeah, he didn't make it. Oh yeah, the, the, our 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 friend the Countess. She's not here, but she was here earlier. She likes turning <laughs> people into goo. <laughs> Contributing to the legend. 
Yeah, so they, they everyone is seated around the table now, and the 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 Kalashite boy that the other two seemed to defer to uh, takes a big, long pull uh, from his mug, and he goes, Mmm, disgusting. Uh, so, what brings you all down to to the scupper den? We, I haven't seen you around before. We're in the market for Chulton artifacts. Yeah, what do you know about them? I hear you're the people to talk to. Uh, he he actually seems pretty nonplussed with the the. I don't want to say accusation, but um, he, he's not surprised. And that he nods. He says, yeah, we uh, we have some pretty fantastic roots. Uh, you know, we're bringing lots of interesting stuff up from Chult. So what kind of, what are you looking for? Are you looking for religious artifacts? Are you looking for uh, weapons? Maybe, you know, some of those little dinosaurs that people like? Oh my God, do you have dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Max, like Max, eyes go real <laughs> wide, like real wide. They have like little designer dinosaurs, you know, like tiny yeah, little, yeah. like purse dinosaurs, teacup dinosaurs. I'll have one. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be perfect for Max to ride. <laughs> I imagine, yeah, in Max's head right now, the investigation has gone off the rails, and he's just like, mm, yeah, I want one. <laughs> I, want, I want a velociraptor that I can ride around the streets water deep. Uh, he, the the uh, Kalashite boy uh, in charge nods. He says, I mean, we can get him. We don't have, like, you know, a warehouse full of dinosaurs right now, but, I, you know, we take special orders. A menagerie. A menagerie. We haven't opened a theme park that's gone terribly off the rails. <laughs> little Jurassic Park reference for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Is his name Hammond? Selena's yes. going <laughs> to lean in and say, you got anything coming up from Waterdeep? He says, um, well, all our artifacts come up from, from Chult into Skullport, and we, we typically sell out of um, Waterdeep. Most of our most of our customers, you know, don't journey down into Skullport. Something about the environment uh, doesn't sit right with them. And as he says that, the guy who's in charge of put nailing boards up in the window kind of peeks in to see that everything is done and uh, starts nailing a board back up over the window. I thought you were going to go start your own bar. I lost everything. Oh, buddy. He's sobbing quietly as he puts the boards up. <laughs> Celine's going to sip her grog and go, hmm. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. The new face of disgusting. Celine. <laughs> Maxilla Maxilla and say, Alright, so we were put in touch with what we were sent down here to Undermountain because um we we had a contact with this dude. Um his name was I don't it started with a G and I was gonna. He's from. He was from Luskin. He was one of those Luskin guys, right? The Luskin pirate guy, and uh, big in charge, dude. And uh, we were supposed to talk to him. He went and got himself murdered. So now we're talking to you, and uh, d we're supposed to take over where he was going with all of this nonsense. So where can we start? Okay, I'm just gonna roll for him real quick. He looks at you, Max, 
with pretty frank disbelief. Um, it's obvious right away that he hasn't, he doesn't believe what you just said. Do you want me to roll deception? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll deception, I guess. That's a 19 deception. Okay, so roll again, because he rolled a 19 insight. Oh, <laughs> oh, the, the second time was a six. Okay. <laughs> so he beat you the second time. Fair enough. Um, he, he says, uh, he says, um, okay, so wait a minute. You were going to take over a fleet of pirate ships and raid our trade routes from Schult. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, that's not yeah. it at all. <laughs> no, um, no, that's not what I meant at all. That's not it. That's not <laughs> it at all. No, no, no. Um, and I'm going to look at Gilly and then I'm going to look at Celine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that we're uh, interested in that. He leans over and whispers loudly, My gambit failed. <laughs> he takes another another pull from his mug. He says, So what is this about? Selena's going to try to redirect the conversation and be like, Uh, we're just trying to find out where we can get the best goods. And we heard about some plague rats. They said you guys might have something. Okay, uh, so he goes, um, he he seems a bit taken aback by that. And he says, yeah, we don't, we don't do any business with the rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those guys are real dangerous. Like how dangerous? Uh, Max and Gilly, you, you both know who the rats are. You've, you've heard uh, rumors on the street. Um, Gilly, some murders have been attributed to them in the Waterdeep Underpress. Really? Um, so yeah, you're aware that this is a super elite assassin group. Probably for the best. So Selena is going to be like, really? I was over at the Pick and Lantern earlier and I heard people grumbling about the plague rats and that they were looking for the Kalashite boys because they had a, an artifact and, you know, I mean, we're in the market for artifacts. Um, he looks even more nervous now. He 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 says, uh, "I mean, we have artifacts, yeah, but uh, nothing the plague rats would be interested in. I, we deal in, you know, real little stuff. This is this is nothing, you know, nothing to do with them." What do you what do you think? What do you think the plague rats would be interested in? Uh, coin. I coin. I mean, they. The, a plague rat contract is is really expensive. I mean, we're talking an entire uh, in one of our one of our entire ships worth of gold for one hit. Wait a second. Uh, I'm all charade aside. Max is going to turn, look at the bartender, and do the one more round hand signal. No charades, no subterfuge. We're just trying to figure out who killed Grucken. You indicate that he was trying to take over your trade route? The the Kalachite boy sits back in his chair uh, and, and kind of looks at you thoughtfully over the rim of his mug and he says look I had tremendous respect for what Grucken accomplished here. Uh, you know, with everything happening in Waterdeep to build that empire that takes that takes stones. 
<laughs> and then from under the bar, a little whimper. You stay down there. Yeah, you stay. <laughs> he says, uh, but whoever took him out, I owe a debt. Uh, Grucken wasn't looking to take over our routes. He was just looking to raid our ships. He, you know, word is he got bored of the the high life here. And he wanted, he wanted back. Uh, and so he, you know, commissioned a fleet uh, that would have been, he commissioned a fleet unlike anything the Sea of Swords has ever seen. Uh, and, you know, was, was going to leave Waterdeep and, and raid those trade routes. Uh, it would have put a huge damper on our business. Oh. You ever do any business with his wife? Uh, he says, he goes, no. Odra? Yeah. Uh, no. I, we didn't have anything to do with them. Selena's going to take a sip and go, well, then who do you think was going to take a hit on him if uh, it wasn't you? He says, I couldn't tell you. Uh, you know, we probably had more reason than anyone, um, but that's not how we go about things. If we wanted to take him out, it would have been a Kalashite boy taking him out. We wouldn't have done it from horseback with a crossbow. We would have done it up close with blades. I respect that. Oh, Selena's going to ask one more thing. So, um, did you ever hear of a Trieste? She might have been coming out this way. He looks at his boys who both kind of shrug and shake their heads. And he goes, no, we never heard of her. Well, cool, man. Uh, sorry about the uh, the weirdness uh, at the beginning, but... Um, but I hope you like the drinks. He says, oh, yeah, they're they're great. Uh, so are we going to scrap or... I mean, we can, we can fight if you want. I mean, up to you. Yeah, you want to you want to do this? He says, "Hell yeah, we do!" And he he slams the mug down on the table, and then like at the end of Rocky Three, that's where we're going to end this episode, where you're like coming at each other from across the table, and freeze frame. You gonna ring the bell? Ding ding! <laughs> yes. Boy, this was a long episode. Hello there, I'm Jason, your producer, a.k.a. Max the Goblin Detective. And what a doozy. We had a lot of fun. So much fun recording this episode. Uh, we, we'd been talking about it for a while that we hadn't had any combat, and we really wanted to do something fun, and uh, we all decided that a bar brawl sounded just right. This is episode number 14 and if all goes to plan, we're going to wrap up this season, this storyline, Deep Trouble, next episode, number 15. Uh, that'll be in two weeks, so stay tuned for that. We're very excited about getting all of this wrapped up. We know who killed Grucken. We kind of know why. Hopefully we can get all of the missing puzzle pieces in the next episode. Thank you for listening to our show. I know I say it every week and I mean it. It's really awesome that we get all of this cool feedback from you guys. And it's really nice to know that you're enjoying the show. We like recording it and we like playing the game. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, as always, thank you so much to Tabletop Audio for allowing us to use all of their awesome music and sound effects. That 70s funk style car chase music that Tim posted a couple of weeks ago. It turned out to be great for our fight scene, and I absolutely loved using it. 
Check them out, tabletopaudio.com. You can find anything you need for any sort of tabletop experience that you have. You can use it at home. It's all free. And if you want to chip in, you can. Tim has a Patreon that you can subscribe to. We subscribe to it here at the podcast. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, there are a bunch of alternate tracks and different versions of things. We use them in the show. Check it out. I think it's really worth it. Tabletopaudio.com. Next week, we're going to be back with another short rest. The week after that, episode 15, that should wrap everything up. And then we're going to take a bit of a break and figure out uh, what is next for the Waterdeep Detective Agency and adventure they wrote. So um, I am pretty sure that we are going to be reaching out to you, the audience, to see what you guys are interested in hearing more of. More of those details to come. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much again for listening. And tune in next time for more mystery. The Adventure They Wrote podcast is copyright 2018 AdventureTheyWrote.com and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 4.0 International License. That means that you can share it, and we really encourage that, but you can't make any changes to it, and you're not allowed to charge for it. If you have any questions, visit creativecommons.org.